0: the value in Orange, and we want to help make the biggest impact on our younger generations. And I say we, because our student minister, Marty, was actually supposed to be up here joining me. And
1: guess what day it is, (laughs) guess what day it is. It's Orange Sunday, everybody. This comes once a year and I Um, get really, I get a little excited you do i feel very underdressed (laughs) you are underdressed i mean we've been doing this a long time and we've we've tried to like step it up a notch with the balloons and stuff we did and uh and i thought that i would step it up are you taking a picture of me (laughs) <laughs> there we go. Okay, so uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, we, need, we need to step it up, right? We've been doing yeah, this for years. Uh, you guys have come and sat <laughs> in these seats, some of you, and heard us tell uh, about Orange Sunday so many times that it's, it's crazy, and so, uh, but really, this is also a special Sunday because, uh, Amy, you've been doing this a while. Yeah. I have. You, you've you've now been doing this for eleven years, yeah, right? Yeah, eleven and, years here
0: at Heritage. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and
1: I've I've been in student ministry for nineteen now, and so uh, combined we have thirty years of wow. experience as of this year, and that's a lot. That's that is a lot, a lot of time <laughs> in uh, in ministry, and so. Uh, uh, but I'm I'm pretty sure that you've probably got some fun stories. Whenever it comes to children's ministry or just, just some quirky things that happen, They're, kids can be a, a little bit different at times. And, uh, they are. And so can
0: students, right? Yeah, but, so. absolutely. Well, there are some differences, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had everything from just big old messes to so much fun. One of my favorite things though about children's ministry is children are very literal. And that makes it a little bit hard when you're teaching different things like parables or teaching about a lot of different things because they truly think that whatever you're saying is that is exactly how it happened. So it's, it's interesting to navigate that. But several months ago we did have, we taught about um, Jesus being baptized. And so one of our um, little boys his mom asked him that day she was like well what did you learn about today and of course being literal he was like well Jesus was baptized <laughs> that is how he was cleaned by you know taking a bath like he does at home and awesome. <laughs> I just think that it's funny some of the things they say and how they interpret what they learn
1: <laughs> that kids like my mom makes me get baptized daily and
0: so, <laughs> jesus
1: only had to do it once um so yeah we uh in student ministry we have a lot of crazy that happens um Uh, I don't know why, Uh, probably because I look like an idiot. Um, So uh, (laughs) we have all kinds of different things. And after doing this for 20 years, a couple years ago, I actually put together, yeah, there it is, uh, some student ministry badges that I've earned. There's some crazy stuff on that board, y'all. And so I'm a, uh, I mean, like you can look at that. There's like convinced middle schoolers to play invisible basketball with no ball and watched it last 30 minutes. That's not a joke. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I've, I've had uh, all kinds of different things. I got I, There was a kid that was shot with a firework one time. Uh, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of craziness that, uh, that's happened over 20 years in doing this. But, uh, uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm a 90s kid, and so since uh, I, I grew up reading... One of my favorite book series was goosebumps anybody ever read goosebumps yeah so my favorite goosebumps books were the choose your own endings and so i know Mm -hmm. that i can only i've only got time to tell one story and so there's a huge list up there and so i've picked three that you can choose from and we'll just decide where this goes this morning and so here's the three (laughs) uh nail gun shot in my hand all right uh number two is unintentionally took a bus full of students to lunch at a less than reputable dining establishment Yeah, that happened, and then uh, and then the third one is kid knocked out for touching nine-volt battery to his braces. All right, so uh, so (laughs) yeah, all of these are great. So uh, you can only hear one. Which one do you want to hear? All right, I'm I'm seeing some twos. I'm seeing what three, 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 three. Okay, there's more threes. Okay, so uh, you'll have to hear number two later. Uh, So (laughs) this one actually happened whenever I was an intern in youth ministry uh, a long, long time ago. This was pre-my 19 years. Um, And so this is not not counted within uh, some of that. And so... uh, I went to, we decided we were gonna do a retreat. And this retreat was gonna be all based on fear. And the youth minister that I was working with said, have you ever touched a nine volt battery to your tongue? Now, disclaimer, don't do that. All right, but, uh, but <laughs> at the time I was like, no. And he was like, it's really scary. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, and he, he was like, you should do it. And I was like, uh Okay, and so I get this 9-volt battery. And some of you guys have done this. Like, those of you that are older, you've done this before. Uh, some of you. Uh, don't do this, those of you that are younger. Uh, but, and I'm about to tell you how I did it. So, uh, so I got this 9-volt battery, and I'm like, uh, and it's real scary at the time, you know. And so you, you kind of stick your tongue out, and, and it zaps you just a little bit. And you're like, oh, I thought that that was going to be a way bigger zap. Like, like, that's not near as scary as you build it up to be. And, uh, and so we go to this retreat, and we, we decided we're gonna do this fear thing. This was like before there were laws in youth ministry and like you got, you couldn't get sued for really much of anything, but now you can. Uh, and so we set up this big circle in this environment and had this hot seat right in the middle. And we were like, who wants to try the nine bolt challenge? Like it's sticking the nine bolt to your tongue. And like all these teenagers were like, uh. And then this one guy was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And so he gets up, he sits right in the middle and uh, and and he's, you know, he's, he sticks his tongue out, and, and he kind of touches it to his tongue, and uh, like, but he's, he's kind of shaking as he's doing it, because he's real scared. And then he hits it, and he's like, oh, oh, okay. I, <laughs> you know, he's laughing. And then some girl's like, oh, I'll go, you know. So she jumps in there, and she's kind of shaking too, and she does it. And then this other guy's like, oh, that's easy, and, you know, I'll do it. And he jumps up there, and he's got braces. And so he, he's sitting there, and he's, he's shaking, and he goes, <laughs> and then hits it to his braces, and just goes, boom and flies back and is just out cold on the floor and we're like oh, like, like, oh my goodness and so and then he kind of like like comes to and he's like what happened and we're like Okay, so we're talking about fear, and uh, <laughs> we were just trying to move on, like like this kid didn't just get knocked out. But uh, uh, and so we don't do things like that anymore in student ministry. But uh, but at the time it was really crazy. Um, and so yeah, badge earned. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but but you know things aren't all like crazy and ridiculous mm-hmm. and nuts between children's ministry and student ministry. There's also a lot of really really good moments, a lot there of hard times, uh, a lot of really rewarding times. Yeah. Uh, do you have a couple
0: stories? Absolutely. Well, you know, um, one of the things with children's ministry is we want to start off with having children feel like it is a safe place where they can come and have fun. And I actually, you know, being a children's minister, it's hard for me to do anything without visuals. So I have a couple of visuals that I brought and they are puppets. (laughs) (laughs) When I was a kid, um, We had a fantastic children's ministry that I grew up in, and it had a really great puppet program, which I loved. And we actually had a puppet named Blue Goon. And I was a little bit obsessed with Blue Goon. And I even remember one time going back behind the puppet stage and seeing Blue Goon, and just kind of in awe of him. And so, Seriously, like the week I started, I was working with preschoolers and I was like, we've got to do puppets. So I made a puppet stage and made my own blue goon so that we could have this really special puppet that was greeting children every day and he narrated a lot of bible stories and as a matter of fact a little known fact is that brock our senior minister actually is the voice of blue goon and i have many many recordings of him narrating different bible stories for the puppets in blue goons voice which was a little bit raspy and after i'd write the scripts after a while he was like um If I would have known this was what I was up for, I probably wouldn't have had his voice be so raspy. But nonetheless, Blue Goon was a fantastic addition to our children's ministry. But I did have one little boy that was scared of him and actually didn't even want to come to preschool worship because he was scared of Blue Goon. And that really made me sad because I want this to be a safe place for kids. I wanted it to be a place where kids can thrive and they love it. And so I tried to think of ways that we could make it to where he would want to come. And so I talked to him one day, and I said, what if you help me design a puppet? You could draw it out on a piece of paper, make all the details of what you want for the puppet, and I will make that puppet. And so a couple of weeks later, he did bring me a little rendering of a puppet, and that ended up being Harry snout. He was orange hair with a green beard and a Hawaiian shirt and so I went to work to make the puppet that this little boy made and then he joined our puppet shows and he became friends with Blue Goon and learned that Blue Goon actually was kind of a scaredy cat himself and was afraid of a lot of things, and Harry really helped him walk through that. And the little boy all of a sudden started wanting to come because he wanted to see what Harry was gonna do next and how Harry would help Lagoon, and he ended up loving both of them a whole lot. And so it's just one thing, one way, and there have been many things over the years, many different stories, and many things that our leaders have done to go that extra little bit to help each specific child And that's even our small group leaders get to know them so well that they understand things like fears and things that will help make them more calm and feel like church is a really safe place and a place where they want to be.
1: You know, with with teens, we also have students sometimes that don't feel like they they fit or they they don't Mm -hmm. get what's going on. Um, Whenever I first came to Heritage... I I walked into a room with a whole bunch of teenagers that I didn't know, and I was really curious where they stood on some stuff. You know, like, just because they've heard people talk about God does not mean mm-hmm. that they believe the same way all of them about, about God. And so I made a survey that was two sided uh, on a page and it asked about God and church and, you know, their family and the Holy Spirit and the, you know, Satan and all mm-hmm. kinds of different things on there. And, uh, and I had them, had them fill these things out. And so they would, uh, they would kind of fill out, you know, where they fell on the spectrum with prayer and other things. And, and, uh, and so that Sunday, they all filled these out and turned them in. And then Monday, I showed up to my office and was kind of looking through all of their answers, kind of figuring out where everybody was. And, uh, and I turned to one of them, and none of the answers had been filled out. Actually, there was this big etching all the way across it that, uh, that just said, I'm an atheist, don't bother. And mm-hmm. it was signed by this girl. And, uh, and, and I was like, well, that's awesome. And so, uh, and so the next time I saw her, I was like, hey, I just wanna say thank you so much for being honest. Like that is all I ever ask from any student is that they be honest. And so I'm really glad that you're here. And uh, and I left it at that. Uh, you know, she was coming with her boyfriend, who was part of our group at the time, and uh, and so uh, she ended up getting involved with a small group, got to know her leaders, but also found some really really good friends around her, and uh, and just enjoyed coming. And so uh, a few weeks went by, a few months went by, and then next thing you know, like a couple of years go by, and she's still here. Her boyfriend has long since moved away across the country, and, uh, and so she's still here, and, uh, and she's enjoying stuff. And she comes over to me one day and said, you know, I, I need to tell you something. A lot of my friends at school are asking what's different because they've noticed that I've changed over the last couple of years, like especially recently. Like, they, they're telling me that I'm more fun to be around, that, uh, that I'm just smiling a lot more, that I'm enjoying life. And, uh, and they're asking me why that is. And it's about time that I tell them that it's because of Jesus. Like, my relationship with Jesus has changed things in my life. And, and she was like, and not only do I need to tell them that, like, I need to stop putting on an act, and I just need to commit to this, because this is, this is mine. Like, this is who I am. And, uh, and so the next week, we baptized her at camp, and uh, we baptized another one. And, uh, and so uh, anyway, but she, uh, she actually just texted me this last week. And, and said, Marty, um, I'm, I'm going to be joining a Bible college uh, next year because I really feel like God's mm-hmm. leading me into something bigger than what I ever thought. And, uh, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I'm so proud of you for following what you believe God's doing. And so uh, anyway, just a really, really cool story about how just becoming friends with a, a group of other people with, uh, with shared values Having, uh, having some small group leaders that were incredible in, in her life and really cared, really makes a difference. And small group absolutely. leaders are something that, that make a big difference in both of our programs across the board.
0: They absolutely do, and we start with finding leaders from the time that children are in preschool all the way up through 12th grade. And we want to have special leaders that will be specifically with these kids that show up week after week. They pray with the kids. They talk to the kids and get to really know them. Sometimes even go to some of their extracurricular events. and just get to know the kids on a different level, because we can't do that with all of the kids. And that's why finding really great people to partner with, great people that'll just have a few that they look over and love on is really important to have. And we've had times that our small group leaders have made an amazing impact. You know, I mean, because each Sunday morning or each Sunday evening, they do things with the kids, like they pray with them. And in children's ministry, a lot of times they do activities that are related to what we're talking about that day. And a lot of times even just fun, silly things they do together, but they get to know the kids and getting to know the kids is really important because sometimes in our lives and in our families, we have tragedy strike, or we have something that happens that really impacts us. And having a small group leader that's there specifically to love on that child is so vitally important. And even a couple of years ago, we saw that in action. One of our um, families lost their mother and we had a little second grade boy that all of a sudden was navigating the world without his mom, and it was unexpected. And so the small group leader and I went over to his house and spent some time with him, and we didn't try to talk about anything heavy or anything. It was just playing a few games with him, trying to just be there. And that's what our small group leaders do. They show up. They show up often. They show up when really needed. And it truly, I believe, is one of the most rewarding volunteer positions that we have here at the church because they're the ones that really get to be relational and really get to know the children and the students. And that truly is a gift.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all part of our strategy to think orange. I mean, that's, that's what we talk about whenever we are, that's what we mean when we say think orange. And, and it's this idea that this heart of the family and the light of the world come together to, uh, to do something incredible. And not every church does a strategy like that. Like, there are all kinds of different strategies mm-hmm. that different churches implement. Many churches don't have a children's or a student ministry program. They, they think it's important for the, mm-hmm. the church to always be together at all times and uh, and that's a that's a great strategy and it works in different ways. But uh, but we've found that, that it's really important to do age appropriate things as kids develop and they're on their discipleship journey as we partner with parents. And and we also think that that's a biblical principle. Uh, that's not just something that we came up with. You know, at the, whenever the church started in mm-hmm. Acts uh, back in Acts six, you see that they've got all these things that are going, but they start recognizing there's there's one group that needs mm-hmm. a, a little bit more specified interest. And so they, they form leaders to work with these Hellenistic widows to say they need their own ministry. They, they need to, mm-hmm. uh, to be focused on in a different way than what everybody else does. And we believe that we can do the I'm same sure, thing. Thanks. However, what we don't want to do is then say, you know what? We'll be like your kid's piano teacher. We'll take all of that on for them. You don't have to know anything about this, you know, or whatever. Yeah. This will just be our thing or their, their baseball coach or whatever it is. This isn't one of those things where our strategy is, just drop your kids off here, we'll take care of the spiritual side. Because we do believe that there's another side to this, uh, and it's not just all yellow. And so whenever, whenever we've had so many moments over these last like 30 combined years that, uh, that we think through what is most needed in the lives of kids and students, I think that we would probably both answer the same thing, right?
0: We probably would, and I think what we really need the most is parents who are involved in their children's spiritual life, and the best way to do that is by modeling the behavior themselves, not just expecting their kids to be like this golden child that's super spiritual and loves God so much. Because if if we're not doing that as parents and modeling that to our children, our children Aren't going to pick up that and automatically just do it on their own.
1: Yeah, sometimes patterns develop. You'll you'll, you'll kind of see it mean here. A football game can really bring out the parent in them. It's smart we parked near the exit. Absolutely. There you go. That way. Let's put away the parking talk maybe for a minute. Parking is where the money is, though. You imagine what this place pulls oh, in on parking alone. Yeah, All right, no more talking before. about parking lots. A lot of these are compact spots. It's not pretty. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. We still planning to head out around the third quarter? Let's not talk about leaving before we're actually at the game. Watching this was a great first step to unbecoming your parents. The next step is, well, watching some more. Okay, we're almost there. What is that? Seat cushion? Back support. Give me that. (laughs) What? Are we going to a football game or going camping? Football.
0: Okay, so that honestly is a pretty relatable commercial. I mean, I don't know that we actually act like that when going to a football game, but the point of it is that a lot of times kids learn things from their parents, and then when they become an adult, they kind of mirror a lot of the things their parents have done. Yeah, and
1: it doesn't even take <laughs> becoming an adult. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've talked with parents that they are they're like, the, the way that my kid is acting, I have no clue where that came from. And I'm going <laughs> do, you, do you really want to know? Because uh, I can kind of tell you, you know, because my kids do the same thing. There, mm-hmm. there are these tendencies within my own kids that I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's driving me nuts. And it's exactly like me, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's because they pick up on things. And so mm-hmm. some of the things that, that they do that are just like off the wall and crazy and, and sometimes like not the best. Are the things that they found in us as parents but at the same time it's not just all the bad stuff the good things also get mirrored you know like they pick up on a lot of the the tendencies that we have a lot of the passions that we have a lot of the things that Mm -hmm. drive us uh, those those kinds of things end up combining with where, where we're going and so whenever we're talking a little bit about this You've, you've heard us say this over and over again, and I believe that the video actually talked about this too, that every year a church gets 40 hours on average with, uh, with a kid to be influential. And these things are important. They're awesome. And so we can take some of these hours, and we can put them into the lives of a kid, and they can start doing some incredible things. But it, it doesn't do as much— as if we were able to use 3,000 hours. Because this is like, you take out sleeping, you take out times that they're at school, 3,000 influential hours is a lot of hours compared to what the church has. And so it's not enough to just hand over your kid to a church and say, maybe you can do the discipleship side. You know? And so what we're saying is, could you imagine if we dump these into a kid's life, what would happen? But unfortunately what I believe is actually reality is we get up here year after year after year and say this, and a lot of us just assume like, we'll get around to these, mm-hmm. we'll eventually pour them in, but the truth of the matter is every single day these things are just kind of going everywhere unintentionally. <laughs> They're going away whether we're intentional about them or not. Whether we're intentionally pouring into our kids or not, these hours are being used. But wouldn't they much better be used if we dumped them in instead of just letting them go by? And so what we've been talking about here is this idea that we want to partner with families. And and we believe that this is is also a biblical approach. Mm -hmm. You know, as, as as the Israelites start to go into the promised land, they're getting ready to finally take it. After years and years and years of waiting, they get excited about taking the promised land. And Moses says, hey, if you want this to really go well, if you want it to really go well for you in the land, here's what I need you to know. And it's in Deuteronomy 6. And it says this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them across your door frames and on the houses uh, and on your gates. Now, it's real easy for us to see this and go, we also need the next generation. So impress them on your children, and we jump to that. We've got to impress them on our kids. Mm -hmm. But that is not first and foremost. First and foremost is this. Love the Lord your God with all Mm -hmm. of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Whenever our kids and our teenagers see our lives being spent in so many different directions, but God's just kind of like a passing thought, of course they're going to look at us and go, so why does that really matter? Like, what does that really do for me? Like, how on earth does that make any difference? But when they see that it is our hearts, whenever they see that Jesus really does make a difference in my life. It's something that that means a lot to me. It guides the way that I interact with people in this world. It guides my principles and my virtues. That makes a difference. That's a whole different way of doing this. And then, from there, we can't help but impress them on our kids. But not only that, there's actually another step. We, we bind them on our hands and our foreheads as, as we go about doing business in this mm-hmm. world. They're also written across our door frames and on the gates as we are part of a community of faith who believes these things. And so a lot of times what happens when we talk Orange Sunday is that we think all of us are, are the families and they're talking about how they as a church join with us. But you realize that as a family, you are both here mm-hmm. and there, right? You are the church. It isn't one of these things where, like, they're the ministers, they're the yellow, we're the red. No, 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 you're the red and you're the yellow, mm-hmm. and we need both of those things to partner together. We need you to care about other people's kids. Absolutely. We need you, and, and some of you in here are going, ugh, Orange Sunday, I don't even have kids. Like, they're, <laughs> like I don't want kids, I don't want anything to do with kids, you know, but... At the same time, others of you are like, my kids are long gone, like I was ready for them to leave whenever they hit their teenage years, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm perfectly fine with them being out of my house. But you are also part of this. Mm-hmm. You are the leaders that we're talking about making the difference. Mm-hmm. You are the ones that are showing, that, that we hope will show up for these little kids. And some of you are teenagers in here, and you're going, well, I, like this doesn't have anything to do with me. Wrong. You can be something for someone else as well. Absolutely. We need everybody as a church joining together in this strategy to partner with families, to, to work together, to, if we are a family, to utilize our hours well, but also to pour in in other ways, because it's not good enough for these kids and these students to just have two influences. We believe that two, two influences can influences. be great, but better than that is two combined influences.
0: Absolutely. Because we're working together, and when working together, we really can make a bigger impact. And there are some ways that we do the yellow that we try and partner with parents. And some of the strategies and things that we do here at Heritage are our small groups and our small group leaders. Our small group leader is a fantastic bridge between the ministry and the family. Because they're the ones, like we said earlier, they're the ones that get to know your children. And they're a fantastic person to get to know or fantastic people to get to know so that really you guys can partner. I mean, if your child is struggling with something, a a great person to tell is their small group leader because they can help them walk through that alongside you. And so they really can make a big difference. So we truly love our small group leaders and all that they do and give to to the kids.
1: Yeah, and, and that's true for teenagers, too. I mean, even, even as teenagers, um, we have small group leaders that are showing up constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single week, whether the teenager shows up or not, our small group <laughs> leaders are like, I'm going to be here if they need me. Mm-hmm. I will be here week after week after week, whether they show up or not. And and they they truly love these students. But at the same time, I also know that as a dad, my student or my own kids are not going to listen to me forever. In fact, they mm-hmm. already may not, Um, and so (laughs) I'm trying to be careful because they may be in the room or it may not, but but I also know that sometimes even whenever I was a teenager, my parents could say something all day long and I would not hear it, but as soon as somebody I trusted said it, it made a difference, and I want that for my own kids too because I know that they're not going to listen to me forever.
0: Absolutely. I know that
1: that even though I may have great wisdom to share with them, it doesn't always matter, Um, but whenever somebody else who's a trusted adult says it, it matters to them mm-hmm. and i want that for my own kids and i want that for every teenager that they would have people that they don't that they know i don't have to go through this life alone i've got some other people mm-hmm. that join in this journey with me and they're there for me no matter what. And so, uh, so yeah, small group leaders are a big thing, but also, uh, Amy talked a little bit about transit events mm-hmm. earlier, uh, and some of the ones like she talked about, uh, the child dedication mm-hmm. that's a little bit and, uh, and so, uh, we've got transit events, these milestone events where we as a, as a church, as leaders, as, as uh, programs want to come alongside and help, mm-hmm. uh, some of our, uh, some of our families.
0: That's right. And I did mention earlier today that our first transit event is, uh, Um, our child dedication event, and that's actually this afternoon at 2 o'clock, and we have families that have signed up to do that, but we would really love to welcome all of you to that. It's a time where we focus on what is going to be like imagining the end, imagining what it looks like when that child is older, and what we want to instill in them from the very beginning. It also is widening the circle by allowing people that you trust and love to become part of that circle of helping raise that child, which also includes allowing the church to come in and be a part of that as well and to partner with you as parents. And so even if you didn't sign up for the event, if you would like to do it, if you'd like that to be something you do with your child, we're making extra space, and we would love to welcome you to that. Or if you're somebody that would like to just come and help bless these families, please come and do that. We're doing it at 2 o'clock this afternoon. So that's our very first in children's ministry. Our second event in children's ministry is when our preschoolers move into the kindergarten program. And things change a little bit with going into elementary. And so we have a pancake breakfast for the families and the child on the Sunday before they're moving up, and they get to learn a little bit about what to expect in elementary ministry. And they get to learn a little bit about who they can partner with. And so we feel that that's a really important event. The last one that we do in children's ministry is our transition event from having our sixth graders move up to the student ministry. And this one is always kind of a a happy sad moment for me because a lot of the children they've been with us their entire lives. I mean especially this year the kids that were moving up were 11 years old and I literally started working the year they were born. And so Walking with them for eleven years—it's hard to say goodbye, but it's exciting for the next step and the next phase that they get to go into.
1: Yeah, that's our that's our Transit Sea event, and uh, and we we really enjoy getting to getting to do this with sixth graders mm-hmm. because. I mean, you, some of you remember, jumping into that middle school age is tough. You know, having new faces, new leaders, a mm-hmm. new time, a new building, like all that can be very intimidating. And so we want to, we just want them to see, like, you've got a lot of friends here. There's yep. a lot of really cool people here. We do a lot of really awesome stuff. And so uh, they enjoy getting to, uh, to see a little bit of a different side of student ministry. And most of them are, are excited for that next step. Uh, but life. beyond that, we, uh, even this past Friday, we did our Transit D event, mm-hmm which is for our those coming into high school. And we have seniors and their families. So the seniors speak into the ninth graders' lives, uh, the parents. Speak into ninth grade parents' lives, and they're like, "Hey, guess what's coming up?" And so, uh, so it's a really, really good time for us to kind of share uh, ideas and insight and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But then we uh, we also have our Transit E event, which is for our seniors. and uh, And a lot of t- a lot of churches do that at the end, where, once they've graduated. Like, we're not going to celebrate <laughs> until you've proven yourself. Uh, but but we like to do that at the beginning of their senior year because if we were to line up a whole bunch of seniors up here at the very end and say, "Hey, these are," our seniors. We mm-hmm. hope that you've had some kind of an impact on them. Most of you would go, I don't even know half of their names. Um, mm-hmm. And so, what we want to do is we want you to know who they are, you know, now. We want you to see their faces. We want you to be praying for those faces. And so, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to ask right now, if you're a senior, I know we had some seniors in first service. If you're a senior in second service, can you just stand up real quick where you're at? I know I see some of you guys. All right, we got a couple here, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, back there. Alright, so. <laughs> We're going to say congratulations on making it so far, but you've still got a year ahead of you. All right, go ahead and have a seat. So, um, we want you to get to know these students. You've got a year, you've got, uh, you've got several weeks, and we want you to utilize those weeks well um, to get to know them, to pray for them, and to, uh, to speak into their lives. But, uh, but, you know, we've got a lot of things that, uh, that we've said this morning. And I realize that, that some of you are thinking, man, maybe I wanna jump in on this in a different way. Others of you are going, as a parent, like, if I'm honest, I feel a lot like mm-hmm. these ones that are on the ground. I feel like I've dropped the ball. And, and I get that feeling because as a dad myself, life just rushes mm-hmm. by. Absolutely. And, and, and sometimes you just get caught up in the whirlwind and, and our lives can look a whole lot like this. And, and it can be easy to go, I don't even know how to pick that ball back up at this point. It feels like it's too late. In fact, they're their own person and I don't know how to do that. And what I would encourage you to do is try being honest with your kids for a second. Just be honest with them. Say those things. You know what? I've got something that I've always said is a priority in my life and I want it to be a bigger priority. And I get that I haven't done that. But I want to. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I want you to help me with that. I want you to, to hold me to that because I think that that makes my life better. And, and I want us to do this as a family. You know, but first I get that I need to do it for me first. And so say some of those things. It's okay, one of the best things you can do, those of you that are parents, is it's to vulnerable. say from time to time, boy, I don't get it right every time. For them to see that honesty in you, for them to see Absolutely, that vulnerability right? is a wonderful thing. Uh, but also, we want you to know that when you feel like this, you aren't alone. There are others around you that feel just like this, and we're doing it together. We're doing this life together. And we can help you with where you want your life to go, with where you want your family's lives to go. So partner with small group leaders. Mm -hmm. Talk with us. Let's figure out something because we truly believe that once you know the life of Jesus, it makes a big difference. Once Mm -hmm. you see a a better way, it it just kind of changes some things. And so, uh, so talk with leaders, but not just that we also need some of you to be lo- those leaders. Mm-hmm. We need some of you to step over into those, those roles and, and step into the lives of kids and to let them know that they're not alone in this world. I need several of you to do that with teenagers, to let them know that they're not alone, because often they feel like they are. Mm-hmm. Same with kids.
0: Absolutely. But,
1: but uh, and so what we want to do is we want to, to put on something tonight. And so tonight at 6.30, we're gonna have some stuff right in here, and we're inviting everybody back for some ice cream. Actually, Mm -hmm. some orange (laughs) sundaes. All right, so tonight at 6.30, we'll have uh, ice cream in here. And so uh, <laughs> if for no other reason, show up to get ice cream. Uh, but also, we're going to have different grade levels all around here where everybody can sit, can get to know other families with mm-hmm. other students that ha- or kids that are in that grade level. You can meet their small group leaders. Uh, but also, if you don't have kids uh, or you don't have kids anymore or have kids that you claim, uh, then, <laughs> then there are other ways that you can sign up for, uh, for different ways to jump in. And it mm-hmm. may be that you're going... I don't like kids. I get that too. You can still help out. If you've got one of these, if you've got a phone, we've got things that we need some people to mm-hmm. be able to do for, uh, for helping our programs and helping partner with families. And so we've got some things that we can tell you and, and show you ways that you can jump in and partner alongside of that. But the bottom line is we don't want you to feel alone. There are Absolutely. leaders in this church. But even more than that, I think that there's a bigger thing that we want to remind you as we close out.
0: That's right. And that bigger thing is is that God is there for you, that we're not standing alone, any of us. And even there are times that we as a ministry staff feel like we're not equipped or like we feel weary at times. and. That is a totally normal thing for all of us. And you know, one thing that is right by my front door, and it has been for years, is Numbers 6, 24 through 26, which is the blessing. And today, I would like to say that to us as our prayer, that we are able to know that we don't have to shoulder everything ourselves. We have a church family that is here to help hold us up. As parents, as individuals, we're in this together and that God will not forsake us. God will always be there with us to bless us. And so this is my prayer for you guys. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord to turn his face towards you and give you peace. I pray that we all have peace and that know that we are much better when we are orange together.